Amen. Boy, God's good to us, isn't He? Well, our pastor's got to uh, take a little vacation time. Hallelujah. Be back next weekend. The Lord's going to help us, and we're going to have a good time. We've been having a good time already, haven't we? Friday night was good, and God's God's bringing us up. He is. We got a we got a lot to do. This church, uh, it's not just about coming and sitting in a pew. Or, these aren't pews, are they? Seats. Sitting in a seat. They could be pews if you took the arms out of them. But you know, it's about more than that. It's about finding what God's got for you to do in the body of Christ and doing it. Amen. Being a doer. Amen. And uh, we talk a lot about God being good. You know, you might say, boy, you just talk God's love, God's good, God's love, God's... He is. And without that foundation, you can't receive anything from Him. People don't all their life. They go their whole life not knowing how good He is, how much He loves them, and not receiving His best. You know, and, and, and being mad at Him. you seen people get mad at Him. You know, I was... Uh, uh, and, I, and I know God gave me this by the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying it was an actual conversation, but in my mother's memorial service this past week that I spoke at, I was talking about, I was just praying in the morning, and, and uh, God, God showed me this conversation between him and my mother when she got there. And uh, I'm not saying it was, uh, I'm saying he showed me a, a example of a conversation. But um, she got up there, and first thing he said was, you're early. Because she was early. She was early. But she chose that, and that's fine. But the second thing he said is he said, I bet your kids are upset with you. And, you know, we were. We thought, Mom, what are you doing leaving us? You know, we, we were a bit upset with Mom. What were you, what were you thinking going, going early like that? You know, we, and, and, uh, but then he said, thank you. And she said, thank you. For what? He said, because they're not mad at me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a, that's a person that taught their kids that he's a good God. And he loves you and he's for you and he's on your side all the time. And he's not looking for a way to ding you in the head to teach you something. No, he's not putting sickness on people. He's given more and more love and ability to us to walk that love out. Amen? Amen. Let's start. Uh, let's, uh, let's look in the 1 Corinthians 13 today. And let's look at the love of God. Um, uh, God. God deals with me a lot in this area because it's so foundational. You know, people say, ah, oh, love's the biggest thing. It is the biggest thing that you can study in, in God's Word, but it's the foundation of everything you believe. If, if you believe in His love and you believe in the ability of His love, there's nothing you can't have from Him. There's nothing that He would not do for you. You know, people say, well, but I believed in it and this happened, and I, I believe He loved me and still these bad things. No. You may believe He loves you, but your understanding is lacking somewhere. And we can always gain understanding of God's love. Paul prayed constantly that we would increase in the knowledge of God's love and understanding of God's love. Why? Because it increases us not only in ourselves, but to the world. Right? Jesus was as good as He was because He walked in God's love. He didn't walk in the love of Jesus. He walked in the love of God. Right? And He, and he operated in that love at all times. In, in 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 4, 
well, we, if you start up a ways, you, you understand that it doesn't matter what else you do. If it doesn't have love added to it or, or as the foundation of it, it has no value. So, so if we want to start from somewhere that makes you want to change the way you think about something real quick, valueless without love. doesn't matter what work you accomplished, what deeds you did, how much time you spent in church, how much time you sat on the front row, how much time you worked in the nursery, how many times you gave. None of that matters outside of love. It has no value. Amen? But with love, with love, wow, wow. It, it, it's priceless. It's priceless. You cannot put a price on it. In verse 4, Paul goes on to write, Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. I'm sorry, I'm reading out of the NIV too. They, they knew me, didn't they? Does not boast. That, that or the Dr. Seuss version is what I've got to have, guys. So. It, and, uh, we won't go there. God loves me, guys. Hallelujah. He gives me lots of versions so I can find one to read in every circumstance and understand more. Amen? Amen. I like the King James too, but this one's the one I chose today. Hallelujah. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Love, you know, and we look at these things and we say, ah, love does all that. Love is all that. And I've talked about this before. Those aren't just things that love are. They're qualities of love that we have to be if we're in love. Right? You can't say, well, I'm never patient, but I'm in love all the time. (laughs) See, you can't do that, can you? Because these are all qualities of love. They are required qualities to be, that that they should be happening in your life if you're walking in love. Right? Now, we're we're not, you let me rephrase that. I'm not perfect like all y'all. So... So I have to come back and forth to these verses, right? And I want to learn more about this love. I want to learn more about the ability in this love. This love gives me ability, right? This love gives me where I did not have the ability to be patient. Guys, human emotion of patience is lacking. It doesn't have the ability to be patient because patience with an end isn't patience. You can say, man, I was patient, but patient, but I gave up. No, you weren't patient then, right? right? You ever seen patience with an end? The end of patience is getting what you were patient for. If you gave up before you got it, then you weren't patient. You know, say, I was patient with my kid for a while, and then I just beat him. Well, <laughs> you were patient. No, you weren't patient. You thought you were going to be patient, right? But when love is patient, it gets the end result. It gets the desired end result of everything. Love doesn't envy. Love, do, you know, human, human people, as in our human nature, we're likely to envy, but love rejoices when people get things. Love rejoices when it gets to pay for dinner. You know, love rejoices. You know, it doesn't think, man, I wish I'd have got to pay. I remember we were in, I was thinking of it when we were, when Rick was telling that story today, we were in Taco Bell the other day and there were people fighting over who was going to pay for the next person in line. 
I mean, somebody paid for mine. We paid for the person behind us. And, and, and you know, because it was all Faith Life Church. What a witness to the person taking the money there. Right? What a witness. I mean, and we're just talking about Taco Bell, you know. You're talking about Tim. You know, with me, 15, 20 bucks. No. But, you know, we're talking, we're talking about just a little thing. You know, and it wasn't anything, you know, oh, they got to pay for them. Well, I'm paying for them. Then no, I was like, praise God, I'm going to do that. You know, it was in love. They did it in love and it produced love. Right. And, and the love of God gives you that ability. But when we operate outside of that love, we do things in human emotion. It's like it's like human love. Human love has no ability. Why? Because it has it's it's wishy-washy at best. I really love you today. Thank you so much for that nice necklace you got me. Tomorrow, why didn't you pick your socks up? Yeah, I don't think I love you very much today. You didn't do something the way I, human love doesn't have. It keeps records of wrongs. It does. It, it has no ability to forgive. Human love has no ability to forgive because it doesn't. Not remember, there's, there's your first double negative of the day. It doesn't not remember sins. Right? God doesn't remember sins. He chooses not to remember them. That's because He is love. Right? And the love of God cannot remember them. Cannot, yeah. Right, that's right, yeah. It can. It has the ability. And in you, it gives you that same ability. Right? It gives you, you now have the ability to truly forgive people, not hold things against them, not keep it in the back of your mind waiting for that just that right moment, you know. Well, remember this? You know, I forgave you that once and now remember it, now you owe me. Well, then you didn't forgive them. It it was like a loan or something. You know, I'm going to loan you some forgiveness until I need payback and then you're going to owe me. And that's not forgiveness. And it's because it wasn't born out of the love of God. Right? That's why Satan tries to take us back after we're saved to the past. He's trying to get us to think that God loves the way we love. He's trying to get us to think that we can still be condemned for sins that aren't remembered. Right? I mean, it'd be like going to God and saying, Lord, forgive me for everything I've done. Lord, wash me and make me clean. And then the next day you come back to Him and you say, forgive me. And He says, for what? He doesn't remember. It's not that he couldn't. He's a really big God. He could remember. He doesn't because he chooses not to. And because he can, he cannot remember because he operates and is love. And he is love, true love. He is love. Right? And so when what he did through this love and when he wrote these verses, he wasn't just showing us what love is. He was showing us what we can be with that love. Right? He's, show, he's showing me what I can be now. You know, I can drive down the road and I can not yell at the driver in front of me. Right? I can. Now, I can choose to do it and have so chosen before. Right? Well, that's pretty good English there, wasn't it? Have so chosen. I sounded pretty professional right there. But I have chosen poorly in the past. And, and, and spoke things that absolutely should not be spoken about somebody driving in front of me. And my mom would have always said, so you won't get rid of mom's stories, by the way. She said, huh? God put them in front of you just to be prayed for. 
I'd say, well, he's testing my patience. Well, he gave, he gave me the ability to be patient, didn't he? Right? And I'm thinking, well, this is more tribulation than one person should have. No. No. He gives us the ability to see that way, though. When you love people the way He loves people, you're always looking for a reason to love them and to show love for them and to show love towards them. And you have that in you. And when people say, well, I couldn't help myself, what they're literally saying is, I wasn't being led by the Holy Spirit. Right? Because how did we get the love of God? Romans? Let's go to Romans 5. How did we get... Same way Jesus got it. You know, people say, ah, He was Jesus. No, He was a man full of the Holy Spirit. So how did He get the love of God? Same way we got it. Shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5. 5, 5. I'm going to read this one out of the King James. So you won't catch me. There you go. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Right? And if it's given unto us, then what He did, it even goes on down and talks about forgiveness of sins, redemption. The whole book of Romans talks about what love can do. Right? It talks about that He commended His love for us, that while we were yet His enemies, right? He died for us. But this is the same love that Jesus operated in. That's why when we put Him in a place where we can't reach, we take away our own uh, God's ability in us. You guys get that? When we take, when we, and I'm not saying don't exalt Jesus Christ. Exalt Jesus Christ to the highest level. Because he's our, he is our hero. He is what we attain to. He is everything. But when we say, yeah, but he was Jesus, we can't do that. What you're saying is we can't love the way he loved. We can't give the way he did. We can't touch and heal people the way he did. So what we've done is we've taken his ministry off the earth because we've eliminated our ability to love the way He did. Because the reason His ministry was successful was because it operated in the love of God every time He woke up, every time He walked out. He did not walk out with His own agenda. He loved people through God. If He didn't, He wouldn't have made it down the road to the cross with all those people spitting, yelling, calling name names. If He'd have been walking in human love, right there He'd have quit and said, Hey, whoa, no, not for you. But he didn't. Why? Because he was operating in the love of God. Right? And he could love us beyond what he saw, beyond what he felt. beyond. And he could do that in such a way that everywhere he went, people got healed. Everywhere he went, people, people's lives were changed. You know, the only places that he went where they weren't is where they wouldn't accept the love that was in him. By faith. Ah, that's, that's just Jesus. That's just Jesus. We can't, he can't, you know, he, he's just Joseph's boy. You know, he can't. Op- no, he, he was Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit with the love of God shed abroad in his heart. Right? Amen. That's a good thing, right? Because now we have that same love. And now we can begin doing things in this, not, this, the, the, this, this love that he shed abroad in our hearts is not just the knowledge that God loves me. It is that knowledge. 
right? It gives you that knowledge. It is the knowledge that it is the, it is the ability of God's love in me. Now I have the power to do the things that Jesus did. Right? I now begin to look at the situations differently. In other words, why do I want to lay hands on the sick and then recover? Because God loves them. God loves them. And if God loves them and it makes God happy, it makes me happy. Why? Because I love God. Right? You know, a lot of people, yeah, Jesus loves you. He loves you with God's love. Which is what I want, you know... The best thing I could tell you is that I love you with the love God gave me because now I love you with a perfect love. If I love you with that kind of love, right, I'll never forsake you. I'll never give you over. I'll I'll always be there for you, right? In a marriage, that's the kind of love you've got to have, right? Because that emotional uh, puppy love, that don't last very long. We got married, she was 18 and I was 20. And I can tell you right now, a couple weeks and we're figuring out we're both human. <laughs> right? We never figured out we didn't love each other. We always knew we loved each other. We never, ever forsook each other. Why? Because we had the love of God for each other and still do to this day. Right? And that love, first of all, in a marriage and the most importantly in any relationship, has the ability to cover a multitude of sins. Praise God, right? We like that kind of love. It has ability, right? It's not just a great big word with a heart around it. You know, you go into Valentine's Day and say, oh, lovey, lovey, lovey. You know what? What about after Valentine's Day? What, what about when you didn't get the present you wanted, when, you, when your husband didn't do what you thought he should do, when your wife didn't get you a card or flowers? You guys like flowers? I don't like flowers. <laughs> Guess what we got? Nothing, right? It was okay. Right? I said, I woke up and said, Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Amen? Because my love for her is stronger than a day. Right? Because it's the love of God. And it's, a, and it's an ability that we want. Right? We want this ability. You want to be able to forgive on the same level that God forgives. Why? Because you can't walk in the power that Jesus walked in without being able to forgive in that level. Right? And forgiveness is the perfect image of God's love. That's what Jesus came to earth to do, to accomplish. He accomplished forgiveness of sins. Right? He accomplished so much more. But it was because He accomplished that so much more could happen. Right? Because that's the true image of love. I mean, if you look at it over and over again, that while we were His enemies, He died for us. That, you know, that even... The blood that forgive the redemption and the forgiveness of sin. God talks about it over and over again in the Bible. And we receive that ability through the love shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Remember John 20. Let's go to John 20. See, that's what we don't, we don't want to relegate love ever to an emotion. It is a spiritual force. It's the spiritual force that created the earth. Right? It's the, God had big vision. You know, we think that he just took it a step at a time. Let's see. Light today. Light. Let's have light. No. He had a whole vision before he started. And his vision was born out of love for us. Right? He saw you from the beginning. And all the way to the end and circled around and around and still sees you. Amen? And sees good things happening for you. Guess what? In all that plan, in all that plan, 
in love, there's not a place where it stops and breaks and says, well, bad thing here, then back to love. No. God's love is perfect and infinite. It starts at one point and it never ends. Right? And, and, it is, and, and we, we now can receive this love through the Holy Spirit. Why do, you think, why do you think that the devil's been so harsh about getting the people getting the Holy Spirit? Try to make them sound weird and everything else? Because everything that God is is in there. Right? And when he put, then he puts it in us. And we become like him. Right? What did he say in, in John 20? In verse 22, he was talking to the disciples. And, uh, and, he, and, and with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. What did he just do for them? He put his love in them. He breathed on them. They received the Holy Spirit and, and immediately gained the ability to truly forgive. That's, that's cool. That's cool. That, and then we're not talking about heaven and hell issues here. We're talking about holding things against people, holding things in your heart. And, and, we're, to, and we're talking about truly walking in a not remembering love. Not remembering the bad. And always expecting the good. Right? And when you believe in that love, and when you believe in that love's ability, you gain that ability. How could he say over and over again, now that you're saved, forgive at the same level I forgave? The only way he can do it is if he knows you have the same love that he had to do it with. He doesn't tell you to do something in your own power. Right? It it says according to the power that works in us. It's not talking about our power. It's talking about according to His power working in us. His power is His love. Right? His power is love. Because He is love. If He moves, it was love. If He breathes, it's love. doesn't matter what God does. Because it's not love is not something He has. It's something He is. Right? And see, our minds, we we, got to try to grasp things like that. Because... We're trying to make love a thing that we achieve, right? But it's a force that we become, right? Jesus became the love of God on the earth. He walked in it in such a measure that he became the love of God everywhere he went, right? And everywhere he went, you know, a perfect example of that, look at where it is, Um, Mark 1. Mark 1. He did things other people wouldn't do because of the love. Mark 1.41. Yeah, we'll start in verse 40. Verse 40, it says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Filled with compassion... What's compassion? It's a product of love. Compassion is God's love in action. Huh? It's what happens when God's love moves. When God's love starts to take care of a situation. You know, it's, it's a, you know, people think compassion is love. It is, compassion is God's love doing something. Right? And, and so Jesus, and Jesus was moved by this all the time. You always look at what Jesus did. He was moved by compassion. And he did this in compassion. 
And, and what they're saying is the love of God was so strong in him that his desire for them to be well was as great as God's. Right? Why? Because he loved them. See, he didn't look at somebody and say, yeah, maybe God wants you out of here. Yeah. No. He was excited because he saw somebody that God loved and he loved them so much that he was getting ready to pour out that love in the form of healing. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank God for an image like this. An image that, and, and then, and it says, and he moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. What? He touched a leper. You don't touch lepers. You don't do it. They're, they're banned to the other side of the world so they don't get near you. You don't touch them. The love of God does. The love of God knows its own abilities and it loves those people, right? And it knows that if it's led by that love and that ability to love, that it can do things that natural human love could never even touch, right? It not only can make that person well, but it can touch him. And that had to surprise the leper. You know, the leper probably going, oh, you're not supposed to touch me, you know? Oh, hey, leper, leper. But now he reached out his hand and he touched him. Showed that love, showed that compassion, made a difference. Right? Makes a difference when you do things in the love of God because its value is so much greater. You didn't do it so, so you could say, hey, <laughs> touched the leper, got healed. <laughs> didn't touch me either, huh? Look at me, big stuff. No. No. Said, man, God loves him. God loves him and he's loving him through me right now. I remember one of the first hospital visits that the Moors sent me out on. And uh, this was several years ago. But uh, they, somebody had called in, and we don't normally do this. Usually we want the person to call, you know, because it says let him call. Go back to the Scriptures. But this person couldn't call. And somebody called for them, and it wasn't somebody that really knew them. But this lady had a disease, a very contagious disease that was a killing. They were expecting her to die. And they had put her in a quarantined room. Now, I didn't know all this when they said, hey, go to the hospital and pray for this. Because they had specifically asked for hands to be laid on this person. (laughs) Yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. So I go in there. And the nurse says, uh, she's down in that room, but uh, people aren't really allowed in there. You can go in there if you want, right? But uh, let me tell you what she's going to start reading off what she supposedly had. And so I immediately walked back downstairs, <laughs> called the Moors, and said, uh, I told them what was going on, but that this lady, had somebody had requested for her to be prayed for. And... Uh, Nobody else has been, the nurse even told me, nobody else has been up here to visit her, period. They're expecting her not to make it. This will take her this way, this way. And then, you know, of course, the doctors tell you exactly how it's going to happen. And more, what is that, TMI, too much information. And uh, so I went down, called the Moors, and said, this, this is what they're saying. And, uh, of course, they gave me perfect advice. Be led. Be led as to what you do next. So I prayed. And the love of God came up in me. And said, if, if, if you don't lay hands on her, 
what's going to happen? And I could see he loved her. And somebody else loved her enough to call us. And I walked back up those stairs. And it, and it was still hard, guys. Don't get me wrong. You, your mind's messing with you right now. Your mind's playing. Now, Jesus, his mind didn't mess with him. He was he was consumed with the love of God. I was being consumed with the love of God. <laughs> so as I was going, I was being consumed. And I walked I walked in that room. Nobody else was there, and I kind of laid my hand just close to her foot. Thought no, and I, and I laid my hand on her, and I prayed for her. And I prayed the prayer of faith and didn't know her. She didn't go to this church. Never heard. I did. We did hear about her again because she did live. She did go home. Wherever she, she wasn't from here, as I recall. But she came out of that. And they said, they told her she would not come out of that. But that's the love of God. That's no glory. That's what the, what if I had not allowed the love to consume me and had not done that that day? First of all, I'd be telling you a real sad story today with a bad end. Well, no, God would have probably produced somebody else and said, well, Dave missed it. Send somebody else. But thank God I didn't miss it because it allowed me the opportunity to just see what His ability in me could do, what the force of love was able to do. And, and you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say you can lay hands on the ones that don't have a contagious communicable disease. Right? It says you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But the requirement for doing that is operating in the love of God. If you're doing it for any other reason, you're, put, you're putting yourself in danger and giving them some false hope probably. Right? We don't want to do that. You know what helps faith? People getting healed. Helped my faith tremendously. I was, I was happy when I heard that a week later. She what? She went home. Hallelujah. I wasn't surprised. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it may be surprised that I did, you know, that God used me. Maybe that was a surprise. You know, you're thankful when God can use you there. And you're thankful because that ability He puts in you and that compassion that rose up moved me to do something that my flesh would not have done. Right? And that's what the love of God can do for us. That's what we can... That's That's what we can do in ourselves and through ourselves when we operate and walk in that love. Right? When, when, we, when we walk in that love, when we daily get up and make a decision that He's right, we're more than likely wrong. Right? You're thinking, I'm sorry guys, worldly thinking, fleshly thinking, it's not right. You know, I can't think of the number of times that I'd go in and I'd think, and I'd think, I'm just tell mom about this person. They're ridiculous. She'll probably just agree with me. And I'd go in there and I'd start telling her about it. And she'd say, ooh, you know what? We better pray for this. And then we better stand against this for them. And we really need to believe for their salvation. And, you know, I'm sitting there not loving that person. The minute I walk into her, she's loving them. That's what she did. And she never forced. She had that sneaky love. You know, she never forced it on you. She she pushed it in a little bit at a time so you could handle it. Next thing you know, you'd been loved and didn't even know it. And, and that's what, but that was the love of God. And she wanted to love you so much that she would find any way to do it. I remember we had a, a big meeting at the Shrine Mosque that me and uh, some other ministries put together. And uh, Robert was reminding me of this the other day. But people were coming in. We had it was a it was an evangelistic meeting. 
And uh, people were coming there. We knew we had invited every unsaved, unchurched street person that we could possibly get there. Opened the doors for free. Said, we want you here. And they all came in and were sitting down. And my mom had come to it. You know, she always came to support us and uh, at anything we did and pray. And she's sitting there. And we, we look around. And there's some guy she doesn't even know has walked up to her, already started crying and telling her and, and being ministered to by her before the meeting even started. She didn't say anything to her. The love of God in her drew him to her. And he wanted to be free so bad, the first person he found was who? The one operating in the ability that could help. Right? Everybody else is running around saying, oh, we got to have this, this, this. And if it's not just perfect, we won't have a hundred at the altar call. You know, it's got to, you got to flow and the organ's got to play here and the message has to stop here. But she just walked in in love and said, somebody's going to get saved today. Hallelujah. And that, and that is a good witness. And, and it has ability to change people's lives. I remember before this church started, one of the, one of the uh, CD sets that I listened to over and over again was a set that Brother Copeland and Brother Moore had done together uh, on love. And, and it, it, everything about it just kept building my spirit. Because obviously there's something I was lacking. <laughs> yeah. But it was so good. You know, one story he told about a lady that, and I believe it was in his church, I'm not sure whose church it was in, but she would operate in the church like that. She'd walk in and she'd just begin praying and following after love. And, and, and God would lead her to people to minister to specifically out of love. And that was so neat because she literally, I mean, she had to cast off any thought of herself, first of all. But she literally was taking the love of God and ministering to people one at a time. You know, and people say, no, the only way you can do it, you know, you got to be at the pulpit. you got to have a thousand people in front of you. No, one at a time. It's way easier to love one person at a time. Right? Jesus ministered to thousands, but individually he touched the leper. Right? Individually he made a difference that, that we can make. Amen? We can make that difference, but we have to be strong and consumed in that love. Right? That love has to be the strength that we move in. Right? When we were weak, Christ died for us. Why did He die? So that we could have the Holy Spirit. So that we could have forgiveness of sins. So that we could have the love of God. And now that love is our strength. The love of... See, you, you know, you can take a lot of things and you can add to it. But the fact of the matter is, love is everything that He operates in. Love is the power by which God accomplishes His will in this earth. If it doesn't happen through love, it does not happen. Right? You guys ever seen somebody that... Uh, um, no, nah, I won't say it. Let's stay away from that. Verse 6 in, in Romans, uh, Romans 5 says that, For when we were yet... Without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Without, without that, we were ungodly. With that, we now have God, we have His love, and we have strength. Right? Why would He even mention that when we were without strength? 
Because he's going to give us strength. Strength through his love. Now we have strength to do things and accomplish things in this earth. And, and that, is, that is so important, guys, because the, the ability to do those things and to make a difference wherever you go is huge. I mean, it's huge. Let's look at uh, Jude. Let me see if I can find the top of my page. I can't, but I'm pretty sure it's Jude. I cut off part of my verse. If I'm wrong, we'll find it somewhere else. Maybe. I can't even find Jude. You know, you get up here and you start talking, and you can't find nothing. I can tell you that right now. And you're flipping pages and flipping pages. Nope, it's not Jude. Sorry. It's not Jude. Where is it, guys? Keeping the love of... Keep praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up on your most holy... 20? Just looking at the wrong spot? There we go. There you go. But you got to definitely got to look at this one in the King James. Hallelujah. Who's got a King James real close that I can read? Mr. Fred does. Starting in verse 20 in Jude, it says, But ye, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And some have compassion, making a difference. We'll stop there. Compassion makes a difference when you keep yourself in the love of God. Right? Building yourself up in your most holy faith. We've talked about this on Wednesday night at prayer because we pray in our spirit. We pray in the Holy Spirit on Wednesday nights and we build ourselves up in our, why do you want to build yourself up? Because you want to stay in that love. You want to stay in the, in the ability to do things that other people aren't doing. Right? To accomplish things wherever you go. You're not going somewhere by accident. If you are, you need to stop, right? Because if you're going there by accident, what's likely to happen? An accident. So let's stop right there, okay? If you're going somewhere by accident, get up in the morning and know God has a plan for you. And everywhere you're going to be, you're going to keep yourself in the love of God because you have a mission in that place, right? You don't just go somewhere expecting whatever to happen, and maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be bad. No, we build ourselves up in our most holy faith, expecting to make a difference because we're keeping ourselves in the love of God. Everywhere we go, when we walk away, we say, wow, God did good stuff there. You know, and you can even you can do it at your office, and you can say, well, I got that done, I didn't think I'd be able to. Why? You were keeping yourself in the love of God. You can do things in the love of God that just are supernatural, guys. It's not, it doesn't have to be, you know, laying hands on the sick. You know, everywhere you go ain't going to be a sick person. Right? They may have just need somebody in that just might have needed to see your smile that day. If you're smiling in the love of God, it'll make a difference. If you're doing it in God's love, then it is all consuming and it has power beyond what you know. Right? Dead works are works done without love. Right? They're dead. They, they never had life. Why? Because the love of God is the life. It's what gives things life. It's what gives things power. It was what, when you were dead in your sins, 
Right? Jesus Christ died for you. Why? So that you could be alive. Right? You don't have to be dead anymore. You don't have to have bad things happening anymore. You don't have to go to hell. You get to go to heaven. You get all the goodness of God in the earth. God's plan now starts taking place instead of the plan you were walking in. The plan you're walking in wasn't a good plan. If you didn't know Jesus, I don't care how much money you had, how, how, I don't, it, it wasn't a good plan. The end thereof was death. Right? God's plan, the end thereof, is life. And it walks through places that you couldn't go normally. Remember, he says you'll walk through the fire and not be burned. Right? That's where the love of God can take you. Right? Why do you walk through the fire? Why does he want us to walk through the fire? Well, it's where people are. They're in the fire. They're having problems. They're in the flood. They need help. Jesus didn't take the easy way. He went through Samaria. Right? Where the people that nobody liked were. Right? Why? Because he loved them. The love of God. You know, everybody else, the whole Jewish community, they're walking all the way around so they don't have to hit Samaria. It's a long ways extra. You guys studied out sometime. They, they were walking a long way extra. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Right through the middle of it. There's people there. There's people there. And God loves them. Right? We're not looking to get out of things. That's lazy and it's human love. Human love has a place where it says, I don't really feel like doing that today. You know? That's the kind of love I was feeling when, when I was down in the parking lot deciding whether I was going to go back up to the ladies' room. Right? You know, I could have made a thousand excuses. I don't know if my faith's there today. God said, mine is. And I sent you. Yeah, well, then mine is. You know, but I could try to talk myself out of it. But love wouldn't let me. Love wants good things for people. It says, it's, like brother, it's like Rick said earlier. God loves people. And if he loves people, we love people. Right? We, we don't, that, that doesn't mean we can afford the opportunity to be offended at any time. Right? You say, oh, but you don't know what they did. It doesn't matter. Love doesn't get offended. Not, does it? Not this love. Our love does. And then finds reasons why it's okay. Oh, I love them, but they're a terrible person. They say this, this, and this, and, and I hope bad things happen to them. But I sure love them. Well, guys, don't love me. Right? No. If you love them with the love of God, you don't get offended or envy. You don't, you don't behave rude. Right? You operate on a level that God operates. And you work at a level that God worked. That's a good place to be when you're around people who need God. Amen? Amen. Because people don't... See, what's happened in the world is people have relegated love to an act of kindness that you're going to owe for later or somebody's getting paid to do i know i've told you guys the guys this story before but when i was working with the inner city youth um, we had a i think we had 150 there one day and we were ministering to them and and the guy that was taught was that ministered with me said why do you guys think we're here today and every one of them just about said because you're getting paid to be they assume why? Because that's the only reason you'd be here. You wouldn't just be here because you loved us. Nobody loves us. 
Our, our parents maybe love us if we clean our room right or if we're not in their way while they're trying to watch their favorite soap opera. Right? Why would you give up your Saturday to spend the whole day with us and we're not even going to be good? And they weren't. <laughs> and we loved them. And we saw lots of kids get saved. And it was well worth it. And it, it graded my flesh when I first started doing it. And I knew it was the love of God. One, one of the good barometers for whether it's the love of God or not is if it grates your flesh. Yeah, if it grates your flesh, there's a pretty good idea that your flesh don't like it and it's probably God. Right? Yeah, you want to check it. I'm not saying it's always right, but, but you know what? Flesh, no. God, yes. It's usually, they usually, you know, you could do a juggling act right there. Flesh, God. Choose God. Throw the other ball away. Choose God. Do the things and, and surprise people. Surprise those kids when we said, no, we're not getting paid. We love you guys. We really, really love you. And we're going to keep calling you every month. And we're going to keep trying to get you here. And we're going to keep trying to make a difference in your life. And we're going to do the things. And, and had we just known a little more, we could have done more. That's why it's so important to gain more understanding of this love. Because the more I understand why God wants me wealthy... It's not just because he likes me in a big house. Yeah, he likes me in a big house and nice cars. He likes all that. But he wants you to have enough to make a difference everywhere you go. If somebody's standing there and they have a need and God's love wants to move and fix it right then, he wants you to have that ability. And how do you get that ability? Through his love. Prosperity without love is not prosperity. It's a worldly word used instead of rich. Right? That's all it is. People say you're prosperous. What they mean is you have a lot of money. If you're prosperous as a Christian, you have a lot of love and a lot of money to go with it. Right? If you're prosperous as a man or woman of God, you now have ability with the money given to you. Right? Ability to have nice stuff on your own and ability to help people elsewhere. Amen? What a good thing to be prosperous in God. Amen? You can make a difference when you do that. Your natural fathers, natural fathers, they want you to have good things, right? It says what in Matthew talks about your natural fathers wanting you to have good gifts. Your, 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 your heavenly father, he gives you things that make a difference. Not just things that fix your situation, but things that will enable you to fix other situations. Things that enable him through you to do things. And that's his love. That's what he does. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for people that will allow his love to work that way. He's looking for people who want to know about that love. You know, they don't want to just read 1 Corinthians one, one time or two times and say, Yeah, God is love. Yeah, that's God. What they need to do is say, That's me. That's me. I'm patient. I'm kind. Right? Even if it don't feel true. Good English again. Right? Even if it doesn't feel true, you are patient. You are kind. You have the ability to be everything that love says you can be because it's in you through the Holy Spirit. And if you can be led by the Holy Spirit, you can be led by love. Right? Because you grieve the Holy Spirit when you operate outside of love. It's in Ephesians if you guys want to look it up. Right? When you, out, when you operate outside of love, you can't be operating in the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the love of God in you. 
you can't operate in one without the other. I'm going to pray in tongues for you, but I don't like it. Well, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe don't pray for me again. You know, maybe we want to stay away from that. Maybe we'd be better off if we yielded completely to that love the way Jesus yielded to that love. That is how that love covers a multitude of sins. We've went over that verse enough times. Let's, let's take a look at it. Where is that verse? First Peter? Somewhere, somewhere in Peter. You know, I put all these notes together and I thought, how am I ever going to get to them? And then you're not. So you just have a bunch of notes. Love covers a multitude of sins is somewhere in Peter. All right, there you go. First Peter. I have all these scriptorians. There you go. Why does it say this is important? Verse 7 says the end of all things is near. Why is it important to operate in this kind of love? The end of all things is near. You know, a lot of people, and, and don't take this wrong, you know, if you're excited about Jesus coming back, that's great. It says to be excited about it. Don't forget there's people that wouldn't go. Right? Would you be willing to stay another week if a few more people might get saved? Huh? Could, could you handle it down here with just His goodness here in the land of the living? Huh? Which is more than you could ever hope or ask for here. But, you know, and don't think wrong. We, we should be excited. He is coming back and it's going to be grand. It's going to be a big deal. But would you like it if you looked down and saw somebody you loved there? You want them up with you. Right? God's not slack. He just wants people to be saved. Right? He's not slack in His promises. He's just patient because He wants people to have an opportunity. An opportunity. Why? Because that's what love is. It's patient. Right? It's patient. Even though there's some tribulation in it because He wants to be close to you too. Right? So there's some, you know, there is. You know, you, you could say that. He, he wants to be close to us. He desi- That's why He sent His Son, so that he could, we could be together. He loves us. He, you know, I know that, that's, that sometimes seems like a foreign thought because you're thinking, God loves me. Yeah, God loves us. He loves me. He loves you. Everything He does, he, he had you in mind when He did it. He had me in mind. He had us in mind. And, and you know, we can't fathom that because we can barely keep one person in our mind while we're doing it. And He keeps every person in His heart. Amen? And so in First uh, Peter 4, it says, The end of all things there is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. True love allows a church to operate as a body. Because guess what? I probably don't do everything the way you guys would do it. And you probably don't do everything the way I would do it. And you may do something, or I may do something. You would never do this. But I may do something at some point that grates against you. Or that you think's just wrong. But love will cover that. And love will allow us as a body of believers to pray as one, to believe as one, to do things as... Love will cover where you maybe couldn't walk together, but now you added love in there and you got rid of whatever was, keep, was causing the limp. Right? You had something causing the limp, a little unforgiveness, and all of a sudden love came in and love forgives 
and you don't remember anymore, now the body's walking the way it should. Now the body's doing the things it was, call, it was called to do. It is helping achieve the will of God on the earth because love covers a multitude of sins. It allows a multitude of people to come together as one and accomplish God's will in the earth. Love does that. I don't care how much agreement you have. It's not agreement without love. You can say, oh, I agree with everything he says. I don't like the way he does that, but I agree with everything. Agree with it. Now forget what he does here. Cover it with love. Right? Allow God's love to not block your vision, but refuse to allow your vision to be impaired by something you don't agree with. Right? As long as, the, as you know what, as long, as long as people believe in Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, salvation through that blood, you already got your foundation right there. Right? If they can believe that, you know what, you may, you may argue on a lot of things, but if they believe in the blood of Jesus and, and that it took Him to get them in and that, that He was their sacrifice, and that those are the things that, as Brother Moore said, those are non-negotiable. Got to believe those things. But the other stuff, we're fighting over nothing. We're fighting over nothing. We're talking about people when we shouldn't. And we're not operating in love. Right? Because I don't care what denomination you are when you pray for that person and they, and they pray the prayer of salvation. I don't care what denomination you are. If they confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their heart that, that God raised Him from the dead, they're just as saved in this church as they are in the church across the road, in the church across the country. It doesn't matter. They're saved and God's will was brought to pass and He loved it. Right? And the love of God will forego all these other little backbiting, nagging little, just yucky things that are in the body of Christ that should never be there. Why? Because you're, you're walking in love. They can't be there if we truly walk in love. They can't exist. And see, that's what he was saying. If you take it back to 1 Corinthians, he was saying this love is your ability to operate in the earth the way Jesus operated in mass. Jesus did it by himself. He came as one man, operated as God in the earth, like God, not as God, like God, a man full of the Holy Spirit, did the things that God would do if he was here. Just like I said, he was the express image of God. But when he died and, and he shed this love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, we now have the ability as a whole to do and accomplish those things. People should be getting healed in mass. Why? Because we love them because God loves them. Right? It shouldn't be a question of whether or not they're going to be healed. We should start, we should believe, we should be like Jesus. He, he wanted them healed more than they wanted to be healed. He wanted them, you know, you don't just want people to be saved so you can tell how many people came and got saved last week. You want them to be saved because they're going to hell. But better yet, God's good and He loves them. And He did something so they didn't have to. He did something for every one of us so we could live a life of abundance, so that we could be in heaven with Him someday, so that we could have the peace and the joy and the love, the things it takes to walk as God in the earth. Right? Let's look at uh, Colossians. I got my notes so mixed up here now. Look, I found First Peter. There it is. 
Told you it was in there. It's all, it is like the acorn. There's everything in there to make an oak. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where did I just tell you to go? Colossians 3. That's where it was. That's your how-to as a Christian. Your how-to verses. Colossians 3, verse 12. Starting in verse 12. Are you guys God's chosen people? Yes. Yeah. Yep, me too. Because I'm hanging out with you guys. And you guys are chosen, so I must be, right? Hallelujah. We're hanging out together. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Wait a second. Forgive as the Lord forgave you? I have to forgive on that same level? Wait a second, he gave me a way to do it. And over all these virtues, put on love. See, you start reading all that and you're thinking, I can't do it. But then, he, see, that's what God does. He not only tells you what to do, now he gives you the ability to do it. Why? Put on love. You can get all of these things and then take love and make them work. They don't work without it, right? You can, we'll just talk about it. You can't forgive as the Lord forgave without the love of God. Not possible. So what you do is you clothe yourself with those qualities and then you put on your coat of love. You got your love coat on inside there. There's, there's your patience. There's your kindness, your compassion. What do you need? You can be like the guy that's got all the watches, right? You need a watch today? Huh? But except you got real answers. What do you need? Got compassion? Got it. Got it. Compassion here today. Need some kindness? Just had people being rough to you. I got, I got some kindness. And it's right inside my love coat. I got some kindness for you. Let me give you some. Right? That's, that's what we're supposed to do as God's chosen people. Why? Because it binds them together in perfect unity. It allows compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness... It allows them to work together the way they require, were required to work. If you try to work them without your love coat, they won't work. They'll cause trouble because they're not real. Right? See, people, you know, those kids that didn't bluff, the one thing they could spot was a fake. If you didn't love them, they knew it and they stayed as far away from you as they could because they could spot you from, because you're fake. Your love's not real. You don't care about what happens to me. What you care about is telling somebody you were here tomorrow morning at Sunday school. That was terrible. I'm not saying that one. But nobody was there for that reason. They were there because they loved and they forgave on the same level that they were forgiven. First of all, they understood the level in which they were forgiven. They understood what the love of God actually accomplished. An understanding of that level of forgiveness will, will allow you to be more, forgive, more forgiving. There we go. Right? Does that make sense to you guys? An understanding. I remember um, the guy in, was in Matthew, and he went before his Lord, and, and he owed money, and he said, Lord, uh, you know, have mercy on me. I don't have the money to pay. I, I don't know, you know, he probably gave him 15,000 excuses. But the Lord had compassion on him. That's what it says. It says he had compassion on him and forgave his debt. And so he goes out, finds that guy that, he, that owes him money, and forgives him right on the spot. No. 
He had no understanding of the value of that forgiveness, of where that forgiveness came from. And so instead of using what God, what, the, what his Lord just gave him the ability to use, he walked in his own power, saw his own needs, and couldn't forgive on the level he was forgiven. What God gave us through love was the ability to forgive on the same level that we've been forgiven. That's why it's not by works, lest any man should boast. Right? It's grace. We've been forgiven. Right? And guess what? The person that doesn't know it has been forgiven. They just haven't received it yet. God's not whipping up a new batch of forgiveness. When Jesus died, forgiveness of sins was in place. Period. It was set in place for all that would receive it. Right? And then He gave us the ability to show that love in the earth by, by putting that love in us and giving us the same ability to forgive. And now every time we forgive, we glorify God because we're using the same thing He used to win the world back. Praise God. That's what we're looking for. We forgive on that level then you can let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, right? When, when you love, when you've put on your love, and you'll be thankful, right? You'll be thankful when you walk out of that, of that uh, hospital room that you didn't want to touch because they told you that you did it anyway because the love of God compelled you to do it, and you did it, and a week later, you heard that they got healed. You didn't have to see, you heard, and you were thankful, Thank you, God, that you let me do that. Thank you that I allowed my peace to be my umpire and not my head. Thank you, Lord, that you allowed your goodness to be demonstrated on the earth through your love through me. Right? And we'll be thankful every time, every place, and we will understand the love of God. If you want to pray for each other, do what Paul prayed. I looked at it in Ephesians. I looked at it in Colossians. The reason he was able to pray for understanding and wisdom for them is because he heard of their love for the saints. What he heard was, well, they're walking in the love of God. So I can pray for them to have understanding because the more understanding that we have of this, of this love, the more knowledge and the more wisdom we have in how to use it and how to accomplish His will in it, the more change, the more love, the more healing, the more salvations, the more redemptions, the more deliverances, the more people will live out the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen? His love is good. You guys like His love? I like His love. I count on His love. I count on Him working through me to bring these singers out in love. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good to us. And, and the more I read His Word, what I see in His Word is His empowerment of His people through love. And when we don't walk in that and when we don't receive His goodness, when we don't have the foundation of God is good, I'm so thankful that my mom taught me God was good. I'm thankful that my dad taught me too. My mom was my spiritual mom. She taught me day in, day out, no matter what was happening in our lives, God is good. He loves you. Not only does He love you, He loves every person ever born on the earth. And I said, Mom, what about that person? They're ugly. And I didn't mean look ugly, they're ugly. They're being mean to people, they're nasty. And she goes, he loves them. 
And she'd say it like that. Like, can you imagine? He loves them. But she knew he did. And that is so good to know because I, can, I can't get sidetracked that way. I don't get sidetracked that way. When people come up to me and say, you won't believe what God did, I say, you're right. Unless it's good, I won't. If you're going to tell me anything but that he did something good, then I won't believe it. So don't tell me because you're going to be wasting your time because I'm not going to have sympathy with you. I'm going to believe for you to see what God really would like you to see in this. Hallelujah. Let's stand up together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.